Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Zara Akalon surely disproves of her children swearing. But we're not her children, so we may swear during this episode. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 3 of Magic Steps. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's reap what we sow. Chapter 3 opens with Sandry going to find her uncle at the crime scene. And she's like, let me in to the crime scene. And the police people are like, no, you're a 14 year old girl. And she's like, let me in to the crime scene. Do you you know who my uncle is? And her guards are like, you should do what she says. And then she calls up to her uncle and she's like, I need to get in. And he's like, you really shouldn't be here. And she's like, let me the fuck in. And he's like, okay, fine. So they let her in. It is not a pretty sight. He has, he is dead in his personal office. There's all sorts of magic spells that are meant to keep out intruders, none of which have been tripped. And his head has been cut all the way off. And it is hanging from the ceiling in his turban. Fun time. Then Sandry meets up with Pasco. Yep. A lot of fish were caught. <laughs> There's a whole He's only promised one silver coin, and he ended up getting five. Five. Yep. One silver crescent. The captain of the ship is like, it's bad luck to underpay your mages. And he's like, but I'm not a mage. And Sandry is like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. I told you. Now listen, motherfucker. <clears throat> Pasco runs away. Sandry's guard is like, should we go after him? And she's like, no, he's afraid. Besides, I know how to find him. I have my ways. Oh, very aggressive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we hear some, we, we learn some interesting things about Sandry in this book, in this chapter. We, we knew she was that way, but it's gotten worse in a good way. She's gotten more aggressive. As I recall, when you were first talking about the lap up kitty scene from the first book, you said it was like the most savage thing that you had ever it read. Was, it was like, <laughs> damn, like she like tore this like other girl apart. She deserved it. 
But that was like, it was savage. It was absolutely savage the way she like, it felt good to like read that, you know, it was kind of cathartic just being like, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. I wish I was cool enough to think of something cool to say like that. This chapter, when it mentioned the bit where they wouldn't let her in to see her uncle, I highlighted that and I just put savage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about you. Uh, agreed. <clears throat> so instead of going after Pasco, Sandry says, nope, I need some advice. I need to go to Winding Circle. The end. Part one is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like in the chapter. What did you guys like and not like? in this chapter uh we kind of already touched on it but just how like ferociously protective of her family sandry is getting the story of when her uh, uncle got sick his <clears throat> assistants would not let her in and she's like listen i'm going to insist one time that you let me in and they refused and then she just fucking tied everyone up and like kept her uncle alive until like help arrived we already know sandry loves her family but like all of the curtains and the rugs and the blankets and anything made of fabric in the room unraveled and wrapped up the people in cocoons. Yes. I think there's a mention, like a sort of side mention later in the chapter where they're like, yeah, it took us like an hour and a half to cut everybody out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, don't do what she says with Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the side mention was really funny, though, because it was the guards talking to each other like, hey, don't mess with her. She did this and it took us forever to get out. They didn't realize that she was behind them. And she goes, <clears throat> like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's quite like some people just love to gossip. <laughs> Every time anybody told her that, like, she was just a little girl or whatever in this chapter, the whole time I was just like, don't fuck with sandry <laughs> she's been through some shit <laughs> she really has i honestly think this whole scene was like my favorite part her kind of pulling strings to get in and like basically investigating alongside with the investigators but even better than them because she can see magic innately yeah. and just being like no one's stuck in here at least not without tripping the spells and like there's got to be a key to these spells that someone without magic can see. So she's like, oh, hey, there's that ring. That's it. Just kind of showing that she's 14, but she's been through a lot of shit and she knows what she's talking about. Even though she's young, she is pretty well learned. She hasn't just been, you know, weaving and spinning for the past couple of years. Like she said, she's been getting, you know, science and, and magic and stuff like drilled into her head. She knows herself. I love that the, the, I think it's the captain says, well, we'll wait and see till the provost's mages get here. Like they know better. And I'm just thinking, yeah, when they get there, they're going to tell you the exact same thing that she did. Yeah. She just Mm -hmm. saved you like an hour of time, at least. They just haven't really gotten to know her yet. (laughs) Yeah. They'll figure it out. (laughs) Eventually. I like the same passage as Goodwin. I like some of the world building that she has in here. Just little things. She mentions the uniforms uh, of the guard, the insignia that show the different ranks. And I thought that was really cool. The way that Sandry has like a thread to her uncle and she can communicate along that line with him. 
I thought that was kind of interesting. And I love that, like, she can do it because she has the magic to do it. But <laughs> he has to, like, stick his head out the window and, like, call down to her. It's like a one-way phone line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When she's going into the murder scene, because we know Sandra is a total badass. But I really like that when she's going in, she thinks, I can't let him know how nervous I am. I just really like that even though she is a total bad na- badass and we know that she's a total badass, she's still like, this still unnerves her. She has to still think about the way that she'll be seen by other people. Yeah, yeah. And, and to give off, like earlier in that scene when she rides up on the horse and she's like, hey, let me in. She kind of had a similar thing where she was like oh i need to stay on this horse because if i get off this horse i'm a little less imposing since i am a 14 year old girl and while you're on a horse you 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 know you kind of have that higher eye level looking down on people it gives you a little bit more presence because her her guards both dismount and her guards are like tall hulking people and she's like if i get off i'm five one (laughs) (laughs) i know that feel You just have to stay on your horse, Brittany. I'm terrified of horses, though. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you're 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 Daja now. If it, if it if it makes you feel any better, I am small, but apparently I'm intimidating enough to scare grown men. So all you have to do is work on your mean face. Mm. Sandry's pretty good at that one. I'm not very good at that. I also like when they get back, the Baron, he looks at Sandra and he's like, he just happened to stop by a murder. <laughs> and she's like, what? Are you blaming me? It's not my fault. Yeah, you know how he is. Yeah, for sure. The other thing that I have to bring up is uh, because we talked in the last couple of episodes about how Rokat is the only person with a turban. Here is where Pierce falls into the almond-shaped eyes problem. Yeah. Also, well, I don't think she actually did it, but another one that kind of reminds me of that is describing Black people's skin as chocolate. She actually does do that in the very first book when Daja gets introduced. I thought that it was interesting when Mark Reeds did Sandry's book. They said that they felt like it actually kind of worked. And I think if it works, it's because it's not just, oh, Daja has chocolate brown skin. It's this new person and Sandry is comparing and it's very much from Sandry's point of view. And chocolate is also a new thing. So it's like, oh, her skin kind of resembles that new drink chocolate. There's like a little more context there. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, if it did come up, it wasn't like more than once. Yeah. I believe that's the only place it happened. I will say this. I love the fact that she is not afraid to use the word brown. Writers treat the word brown like a dirty word. It's not. No. They like saying I'll, caramel. I don't know that one. Yeah. I've listened to like a lot of people of color go, hey, look, it's not a dirty word. Just fucking use it. We're not food. We're not exotic. We are brown. We are black. Use these words. As the resident brown person, I don't speak for every brown person, but brown sounds good to me. <laughs> I, there's a Tumblr that I follow 
for all of the writers out there called Writing with Color. And it's a group of people who are of different ethnicities and they put up blogs about just different aspects of how to write people of color well in stories and not use stereotypes and so forth. One of their posts that I just have bookmarked so I can kind of reference it when need be is specifically about describing skin color. They talk about why using food is problematic. But one of the things that they say in there is if you don't know, just say brown. Yeah. Brown is not a dirty word. It doesn't speak for everybody, but a majority of white writers when writing a person of color, and this is any person of color, it's not just brown, black, it's Asian ethnicities, Mm -hmm. like your, your Chinese, your Thai, your Japanese, they all look different. Yeah. But they lump them together under this Asian umbrella. But yeah. anyway, I'm just airing your grievances. Yes. If there are any white people out there who are writers and want to write characters of color, I highly recommend the Tumblr Writing with Color. It's a good place to start. That is their whole point. But I also really, really, really now want to have a white person who is described as having skin like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing. When Pasco's mom is doing baton practice with the kids and she's like, you need to pay attention. I'm trying to teach this to you because it's important. And if you don't listen, then you're going to get yourself in trouble one day as a teacher. I feel that. So we, we've touched on a lot of Sandra being like, let me in. I really think that I like love just that whole scene. We we've touched the three parts that I really enjoy, but one that I really want to point out is the his jewels lay in a bloody heap atop his desk, as if whoever killed him had wanted to say they were too disgusting to steal. Yeah, I love that because dirty money. That is exactly what it comes across as: is it's dirty money you can even like dig into it more and think about like what was the motivation of this killing because you'd think that you know this sort of super wealthy privateer i guess you could call him clearly he's got money and you'd think that somebody trying to murder him would want the money or some of the jewels or something but this kind of made it seem a little more personal especially with the violence of the act and not taking any of the jewels It's, it's interesting it is it is very violent and very bloody. This is actually like a true thing is typically the more violent the act, the more personal it is. I sent it to like, the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to send it to Natalie. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, I believe that one of the words that I gave to describe this book was revenge. So just so everyone knows, Molly said, as usual, Goodwin is onto something. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm, I'm on to something. Thank you, all those true crime TV shows I watch. Yes. <laughs> um, a couple of other things from that scene that we didn't touch is 
one thing that really helps set the uh, character his kind always does. Mm-hmm. But it falls back onto that kind of problematic, he's the only person, and it's a very, very negative way to view somebody. It, it, it's a stereotype, and... Yeah, what would he live... mean, his kind? Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing, actually. We, we live in a world of stereotypes, and... It's definitely frustrating to see that in a book that has so many diverse people and people that you think, oh, they're not a good person, but they have some redeeming qualities even as a bad person. Yeah. This person comes across as nothing but bad. And there's nothing good about them. I've been watching a lot of American Gods, and there's a point I bring this up. There is a scene where Anansi just goes off. He gets real mad, and I'm a firm believer that that wasn't acting. That was the actor who also was helping write particularly the people of color scenes being angry something that's stated in that is people view white people as good when something bad happens it's a good person doing a bad thing but they view black people as bad so when a black person does something good i think the quote is actually it's only a matter of time until that animal shows its true colors and that that is exactly what this is is if it were a white person oh there would be a different phrasing to this i'm not i'm not saying that she intentionally is trying to feed into a stereotype but that is definitely the way it comes across and yeah cuz i feel like uh, all her other bad guys that we've seen so far have been white and they've had redeemable qualities except for this bad guy so far and he hasn't been yeah. like yeah it is something that is frustrating because if it were this being said about a white person it would be a very very different context and so getting off of the uh soapbox here uh, <laughs> The phrase, the killer's spells were better, that's all. This is someone who has gone to extreme lengths to not only find the best, but either manipulate people into or paying a lot of money into giving him the best of the spells that could possibly be found. There are very little ways around these spells, very 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 few that phrase of they were just better it definitely sets i'm trying to say that without trying to say this without giving too much away (laughs) It, it, it definitely sets up a view of the killer before we even meet them the gossiping just the gossiping (laughs) Um, the fact that Oma trying to be helpful but trying not to be condescending 
during that whole scene where she's like, here, just drink some water. It's okay. It's okay, honey. It'll, it'll, it'll pass. I love the tell him and that grasping wife of his that uncle cut them from his will. Listen, bitch, leave me alone. <laughs> it's the son of the uncle, right? Yeah, it's the oldest son. So he, he should be the person who's going to inherit and be the next ruler. But yeah, yeah. He, he was acting as if it already happened and it's already his. And he's, yeah. he's kind of being a jerk. Yeah. He's got to put uh, him in his place. more about being in charge of, of Emelon than he does about his dad. It's more about power than family. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. He'll say anything to get the family to let him play uh, tippy feet with half-naked dancing girls. <laughs> I I just really love that. Kind of sounds like goals, you know? Like uh, Right? They make it sound like it's such a terrible thing. But, uh, I mean, I think for them it is. Yes, but I mean, I want to dance with half-naked girls for money. For that money. would be nice. Yeah. yeah. We touched on the it's bad luck to underpay a mage. Mm-hmm. Good to know. It, it, it is a very apt lesson to learn. Don't underpay people who do good work. Hmm. not a That's good thing it That's is not like a good thing our government could learn a thing or two from this book <laughs> flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow! Nice! Yeah! 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Part 2 is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find in this chapter? The theme I found was devotion. Sandry has a lot of devotion towards her uncle. In the very beginning of this chapter, you see her clearing out the street, basically, to be able to beeline her way right to him. At first, people were making a fuss about it. And then they're like, oh, wait, that's Sandry. Never mind. Let's get the hell out the way because we know that (laughs) once we get to her uncle, there's no stopping her. Get out of the way. There's also the scene we already talked about with her wrapping everybody up in cocoons to get to her uncle. The message that I found was like, don't underestimate people just because they're kids. Because we have that very clearly with Sandry. By the time she gets out of there, the guards are like whispering to each other and listen, she will fuck you up. We also have that with Pasco. Pasco is underestimating himself at this point, but he is actually quite powerful. It's this, hey, just because you're 12 and have grown up in this family that kind of tells you you're useless because you're not good at what they want you to do or you're not interested in what they want you to do does not mean that you are useless at all. It almost seems like a Dodger situation. It does. Yeah. 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 A little bit. There, there are definitely some parallels there. Because mm-hmm. she, all she wanted to do was metalworking and they frowned upon it. And all he wants to do is dance. And they frown upon it. I like that connection. My theme was being pigeonholed into a role. It kind of, uh, honestly, really similar to what you had with uh, Pasco being told that only family members have become harriers or influential. So get that dancing out of your head, because uh, if you go into dancing, you're going to be useless. It sounded almost like the the people who hadn't been harriers may have been disowned. (laughs) Were not taken (laughs) into account at all. Yeah, like, there are people in our family who aren't Harriers. Like, yeah, we don't talk about them. (laughs) Yeah, not great. So, you know, definitely being put into a role, whether you want to or not. Sandry, being 14, even though she has all this magic and knowledge and experience, she's still treated like, you know, oh, you can't see this dead body, even though you saw, you know, the bodies of your parents (laughs) dying and the rest of the people in your kingdom and... You know, almost getting crushed to death in an earthquake and helping all these victims and all the pirates and all that. Like, she's been through a lot of shit. Yeah, she has. Yeah, but she's still treated by most of the people around her as a 14-year-old girl that doesn't know anything. I actually stole this one from uh, one of you. Uh, the whole uh, Rocat being bad and he died in a bad way because he's a bad person. And that was his role in the story. He's just pigeonholed into dying in a terrible way because he is a bad person because we're told he is so mine was best laid plans (laughs) always Um, go well i mean yeah they go they go perfectly every time there's spells everywhere and none of them have been tripped we we that's that's where i i see it the most but you see it with the parents or with well specifically pasco's mom where she's like 
you're going to do this one thing, and that's all you're going to do. Best laid plans. Listen, he's got magic that's about to change. You're about to not have a say-so. Sandry going in and being like, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be fine. And then, like, her still being very shaken up after. There's just a lot of, it's going to go my way. It's going to be fine. No, no, it's not. <laughs> this is why I have plans A through F, with E always being just set it on fire. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic did you craft from this chapter? Daydreams will be my death. I am a little moon touched. I, I, I live in my own little world. And if I have to come back and deal with you, it's not pleasant. <laughs> that is definitely one of those things is I kind of live in my own head sometimes. Don't pay attention to the subtleties of what people say or what they don't say, but what they mean. I shouldn't live in my head so much, but I like it there better than I like out here. <laughs> Understandable. The line that really stuck with me is when Posco tells his mother, I live to be drubbed. It's not just that there's kind of this acceptance of something that he can't change. In a way, it's almost like he, he makes a comedy of it. He makes it into something that is entertaining for him in some way. And I really like that. And I just like the sort of patience and acceptance with which he handles this. I don't really like this, but eh, okay, fine. I'll deal with it. I guess I, I would like to be more more go with the flowy. <laughs> Me too. Mine is when the Duke and the other Duke, I don't remember his name, Erdogan talking and they kept asking Sandry questions about what what she thought about everything going on and were asking her like her opinions and everything. Having a child of my own, I want to try to remember to also ask her opinion and her thoughts on things. A lot of times I'll just make decisions for her without asking her what she thinks about things. And I, I feel like I should ask her opinions more often, even though she is just five. So That's really good. So my personal magic was, um, I'm trying to remember how to like phrase it. It's the scene with the, the head the chief of the fisherman people is like, hey, Pasco, you you did good. Uh, here's more money than what I was said I was going to give you because mages need to be well paid. <laughs> I, I can't think of the words. Like, they, they escape me. Give proper payment to people when they do stuff good? Proper compensation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Usually I'm the one that, like, thinks of the good words, but that, not today. <laughs> pay people good money for good work yeah so if there's a friend or someone that you know does something nice for you uh be sure to pay them back uh, speaking of which uh Brittany, i need to take you guys my power washer so y'all can power wash your house i talked to steven about it what is that a payment for though oh for <laughs> helping me and Allie move our stuff oh okay you're welcome
At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter four of Magic Steps. Looking at her made Sandry feel as if she'd been walking through a gale and had stepped through a door into a warm house. I miss you so much, she said. I wish you were there with me. Lark shook her head. I have so much to do here. Besides, Duke Citadel is too big and drafty for an ex-tumbler turned stitch witch, she teased. And Dedicate Vetiver says one of the novices who came this summer shows some odd flashes that could be magic. I don't think Daja will mind if this boy turns out to need her old room. Vetiver says he's terribly shy and can hardly speak even to other novices. Sandry nodded. Just discovered mages who had trouble fitting in at Winded Circle were often turned over to Lark and Rosethorn. The two women had taught a number of mages over the years, though none so unusual as Sandry, Briar, Daja, and Triss. Can you manage without Rosethorn here? asked Sandry. Lark chuckled. It might even be easier, at least for the first few months. Never tell Rosie I said that. Sandry grinned. Dedicate Rosethorn was a terror. The hub clock chimed the hour. It was getting late, and there was the ride back to Duke Citadel to be thought of. Lark, this boy I found. She told her teacher about Pasco. His magic's as plain as the nose on my face, she said when she had finished. I'm just not sure of what to do. Should I leave him to his own devices? We were always told that if a mage doesn't get proper training, sooner or later his magic starts to run wild like Triss is used to. Her friend Triss had left a wake of frightened people and ruined property before she had come to discipline. Lark sat back in her chair, brows knit in thought. A dance mage, she murmured. How very odd. I figured you'd know if there were any, Sandry pointed out, all the places you've been. Lark rubbed her temples. I've seen a few, but it was far and away. The shamans of the Kido people dance their magic. So do the shamans of Urugul's. It's between the Sea of Grass and Yanjing in the north. He won't go all the way to learn from a shaman if he doesn't even want his magic here, Sandry remarked. What about those Kido people? More thousands of miles, Lark replied. They're in southern Yanjing. Even if he wanted to journey so far, we couldn't allow it. First, he must learn basic control over his power. There's no telling what kind of mischief he could set in motion with a step here and a step there. I don't think he's strong enough to do serious damage, Sandry told her. It doesn't matter if he is or he isn't, Lark said. Dances are patterns. You know what patterns do. Placing magic in a pattern makes the magic stronger, Sandry replied. It was a lesson she knew as well as her own name. She smiled. That's why you and I have to be careful when we weave. So you're saying that Pasco can extend his power through dance patterns. Easily. Lark toyed with her teacup. And the stronger the pattern, the more things can go wrong. What if this Pasco had not followed the net so faithfully? A wrong step that broke the net might have driven all the fish from the sea for miles. What if he'd thought of pretty girls as he danced? He could have called all the girls of Summer Sea to him, whether they wished to be called or not. You're absolutely right. Pasco must be taught. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. 
or you can tweet at us at Reading Simple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Chapter two of Magic Steps. Chapter three. Chapter three. Mm. Thank you. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.